Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Stephen A. Smith. I love it. Uh, welcome to Money Making Conversation. As he stated, I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I say this every episode, and welcome to Big Tuesday. I call it Money Making Conversation when I do it live, Big Tuesday. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. We always talk about gifts. We talk about passion. We, if, if you have a gift, lead with your gift. And don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. On Money Making Conversations, uh, I want you to call in. The, the number is 404 404- 880-9255 the number is 404-880-9255 cuz i interview celebrities ceos entrepreneurs and people i like to call interested decision makers my next guest is dana brown she currently serves as the assistant vice president of marketing for thurgood marshall college fund she plays a critical role in driving brand marketing, positioning, and strategic partnership activations. Prior to that, she was the program director of the newly launched Thurgood Marshall College Fund Hennessy Fellows Program, something that Stephen A. Smith got involved with last year, last August of 2020, during the COVID. Prior to that, she was the commercial planning and activation director for the whiskey category at Diageo, North America. And prior to that, she created record growth and profit highs across the U.S. Colgate Palmolive Company portfolio. Prior to that, she graduated from right here, MBA from Clark Atlanta University. <laughs> Listen up, parents. This is why I brought it on the show. Because you heard me mention the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. That's why I'm asking everybody to call. Because we want to get your kids scholarship dollars. That's why she's on the show today. We want to change lives today. That's what we do on Money Making Conversation. 404-880-9255. What always annoys me, Dana, is that when you leave, then they call. <laughs> they call. I can't answer these questions. Call now. I'm call here. Now. Call, now. call now. I call want to talk Please. to you. That's, that's right. She's listening to parents, teachers, coaches, and influencers. She's on the show to talk about scholarships that are available to high school students and the Third Grade Marshall College Fund. If you're interested in the trade schools, Absolutely. beauty school, or barber college, she can also help you with financial assistance. Dana's on the show to talk about all scholarships for high school students and young adults to discuss building her dream as well. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Dana Brown. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Well, great, you know, because I put this show together with all my friend and David Lynn, my staff, uh, as, 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 trying to give information because they don't do shows like this on radio anymore. When I grew up, there was always community-based shows where they show them on Sunday. You know, if you get up early before church, you can, right. you can hear them, you know. And then you don't know what you're listening to because you either stayed out too late to even want to listen that early in the morning. Whereas late in the afternoon, you're driving home. Right. This is what Money Making Conversation is. I mentioned earlier you're a graduate of Clark Atlanta University. Yes, Talk about I am. your experience here at, at Clark, my friend. Clark Atlanta was a wonderful experience for me. I received my MBA here. Mm -hmm. um, I also had a scholarship. So I know the importance of scholarships. Mm -hmm. I know the importance of helping to pay for your education. But most importantly, it was a community. It was family. Right. Um, you walk in the door and there was a sense of family, people who cared about your success and they invested in you. Well, the beauty of that is that the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. And, you know, we, we, we hear about opportunities. We hear about scholarships. you got to apply for everything. Now, i got a big event coming up this Saturday that you're going to be at called the HBCU College Day. HBCU College Day, I'm bringing in military recruiters, 
uh, corporate recruiters and, and uh, HBCU recruiters. And I'm also bringing you in. Why was it important? Because I'm bringing in high school seniors and juniors and young adults. Why is it, is it important that you be at that event for the type of students or crowd that I'm bringing to HBCU College Day, which is on the camp, the campus of Clark Atlanta University this Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m.? It's important because HBCUs are important to us. Mm -hmm. We champion the ambitions of these students. We see ourselves in a lot of these students. Mm -hmm. um, and so the importance is to know that there are dollars available. Often you don't know where you're going to get the funding for college. You don't know where to start. So we're here to help you get the start, get okay. the dollars, get to college. Well, you know, I, I think that when I hear the word dollars, I hear start, um, I know college changed my life. I know that. Mm -hmm. It took me seven years to graduate. I'm just telling you, you, know, <laughs> you got an MBA by the time I got my the undergraduate. But but that's what college allowed me to do. It allowed me to find myself. Absolutely. I graduated with a mathematics degree. Wow. My minor's in sociology. And if I had to do it all over again, I probably would have majored in sociology because it really opened my mind about life, mm -hmm. especially from a black perspective. Uh, you know, African-American studies, black African-American studies and sociology is an eye opener for anybody. If, if you want to learn about how history kind of denies you information. You sure. Know? And that's what, you know, we're dealing with now. What information you have is the truth, what is not the truth. But the truth is you have opportunities. Let's let's break down the whole program, the whole process of getting a student from point A to point B being a participant at uh, Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Absolutely. So if you think about the process, mm -hmm. um, it starts with high school students getting the information and going after the information because you're right. It doesn't often it's not often dropped in your lap. Right. So there has to be an interest. Um, you have to understand the process. You have to understand how to best position yourself for the process because they're competitive. Um, we had 15,000 students to apply. We gave scholarships to 2,000 students last year, over $5 million. Um, So the money is there. The opportunity is there if you set yourself apart. So as a high school senior or junior, you should be thinking about not only where you want to go, but how are you going to pay for it? How are you going to get there? And so working through... Thurgood Marshall College Fund, we have, we realize black excellence comes in all forms. Right. Whether you're going to college or four-year college, we have programs for that. Uh, we have uh, vocational trade school students. If you decide college is not for you, but you want to be excellent at uh, being, being a barber or a beautician or some sort of electrical engineer where you are, sorry, electrician to mm -hmm. get a certificate, we have funding right now, a scholarship program open, Sally May. Mm -hmm. up to $625,000 available for first-year students as well. So That's location. the part that really, you know, maybe, girl, you got to get on the air with me. You got to, you know, that, that trade school. Because, like I said, everybody is in gear. My, my, my younger brother, he has four barbers, barbershops in the D.C. area. So I know because he joined the military and then he came out and became an entrepreneur, he was an x-ray technician, and then he became an entrepreneur in the, in the, in the barbershop field. So I know that he, did, he wasn't cut out to do college. He didn't want to go to college, but that didn't stop him from being a successful entrepreneur. And when you told me that, I never like to pigeonhole people right. to say that if you don't go to college, you're a failure. That's not true. You go where your dream or your passion takes you or your gifts allow you to blossom. That's Absolutely. what you have to do. And so when you told me about the, the barber, the beauty, the trade school, why haven't I heard about that before? Well, two things. I think in our community, we measure success through degrees mm -hmm. and stature. Mm -hmm. um, but 
we are just starting to have the partnerships where we know there's more to black excellence than the traditional path that we've been sold before. Right. Um, we understand, just as you said, you can be successful through trade, through entrepreneurship. And so we are tapping partners that believe, as we do, to invest in these students. Close the gap. If you're close to getting that certificate, um, but you don't have the dollars for that last semester, we have them. Um, again, up to 625000 up to 250 scholarships. Uh, we just need the bodies to apply. Wow. Did you hear that? Call 404-880-9255. 404-880-9255 is the number to call. When you, is and all, also it, go to tmcf.org. Completing TMCF dot org for completing the dream, the Sally Mae Fund Scholarship. You know, I, sometimes I get mad, you know, because I see these kids, especially in Atlanta, the water boys out there. And they, I, it's almost like they don't know. They don't know that. And it, I, I could have been a water boy. I was out there. I remember when I was in their age. You know, if I saw a newspaper, I picked it up and went and sold it downtown to make my little extra money. But but there are options, and so to have you on this show, and we're, we're not, she's going to be here for a minute now. I didn't just bring her on here and say hi and bye, because we're going to talk about her life as well. But I wanted to make sure people understand, I'm shocked when I hear things like this, you know, and, I, and I'm one of the people who's supposed to know. So that means that the people who don't know really have no clue, and they're sitting around there not allowing their kid or their child to see an opportunity to be different or live a different life. And when you tell me about the Sally Mae, I got that. Now, that's totally different. Or is it under the same umbrella of the Thurgood Marshall College Fund? Are they two different? Because one's for a four-year institution, right? Mm-hmm. And then one's for a trade school. Is Am I correct? So we have so many different programs. Oh, and the interesting okay, thing okay, is okay. the Thurgood Marshall I pull out the paper on you. I didn't want to pull out the paper on you, Dana Brown. <laughs> You know, she's going she gonna to act like, you know, she's going to act like I didn't do my homework. I pulled out the paper on here. Come on. Keep talking. I'm so with we you. have quite a few mm-hmm. different uh, scholarships. One, money only. Yes, I see it right and, here. And that's what this is. Sally Mae Fund, <laughs> we give you the money, right? Um, we have opportunities where we build skills. There's a city foundation career incubator that helps you figure out what you want to do and helps you to build the skill level so that you can compete in that area. Just skill building. Um, then we have... The word that you like, the wraparound services. <laughs> that was, I was, let me just give a little backstory. So I was see her CMO, Miss <laughs> Horton, was at the HBCU College Day in Winston Salem, uh, which is Winston Salem State University last last Saturday, and that was the first time I heard about it. It was like it was so eloquent, and she spent all day there passing that information because so many people at the table had a line. She was just mm-hmm. busy all day because people were just so. You know, it's beautiful when you come to HBCU College Day because you do see the parents with their children, you see influence, you see coaches, you see what you don't see on TV. As African Americans, we are so stereotyped by the media. Sometimes they only show the negative aspect of our of our success story right and our success story is just like i've told everybody i want the same thing that white people want i want a nice house you know i want security i get afraid when somebody breaking my house okay i don't want people living across the street i think gonna steal my car same values i got same values now but they somehow they think black people want to want to live like that that's oh they like they like the hood they like (laughs) they like they like worrying about they want people to steal their stuff they they thieves you know and that gets me so mad because that's why it's important that we understand the options that are available to us because we don't know because of the fact that we're not 
service that way with information. And that's what you're doing right now. You're serving us information. We go to church, but church doesn't always give us this information. Sure. And I think a lot of it, too, is there are a lot of students that are first generation. Mm -hmm. And so they are figuring it out. And mom, dad, auntie, grandma, they don't know where to start. They don't know how to help. So right. you're right. That's why we're here. We're having this conversation. They're listening. They're going to show up on Saturday eager to get the information and eager to figure out how do they get their son, grandson, nephew into college. Um, but again, what we love about what we do right. is it's not just getting you to college. It's getting you through college and then creating an economic mobility program or opportunity for you so that you're successful. That you can have those big houses like Mr. McDonald's. Come on you now. can wear those got nice, two of them. fancy I got two suits. of them. But you're not going to ever let me know. I'm not. I'm going to brag about my success. You know? <laughs> so you're going to die soon. You better have somebody let you know you did something before you died. Now, tell us about your it's a high school student. Because you you know, you, you, you got, came on a scholarship. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got your MBA from here. Yes. Okay. Why Clark Atlanta University? Oh, wow. So I went to University of Georgia undergrad, yes. um, had a great experience, Bulldog. transferred dog, to, right? ex- mm-hmm. exactly, mm-hmm. then transferred to Georgia State. Mm-hmm. Um, but I missed that HBCU experience. I right. wanted to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also saw that my friends who were in the classes before me mm-hmm. had a lot of opportunities with big companies because this is where companies were coming for African-American talent. Mm-hmm. And I remember being at Georgia State graduate and nobody was really checking for me. I was an average student, mm-hmm. um, so I didn't have the grades that blew them away. Mm-hmm. And so I did end up with a job, but nothing like the opportunities that I received when I left Clark. People came to Clark Atlanta looking for diverse talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had several opportunities when I left here. You know, and you know, I mentioned some of them right there, the Colgate. Because we kind of like crossed lines when Steve Harvey and I was up in New York doing WBLS. You walked the halls when I was there. Walked the halls up there. We, the teeth, Steve had those pretty teeth. We were trying to do that Colgate deal. You know, he was a, he you could he was smiling so hard that room trying to get to people to understand how pretty his teeth were. <laughs> Was great. We I'm on the, I'm on the, um, this call today is with uh, she's in studio. In fact, Dana Brown. She is the assistant vice president of marketing for the Third Grade Marshall College Fund. And we're on the show today to talk about. She's on the show today talking about scholarship opportunities. Not only if you go to school an HBCU school, but also if you want to go to a trade school, the Sally May Fund that's available over six hundred thousand dollars. Like she said, is available right now to be distributed. You got to apply for these things. They just don't knock on your door. This is not the publishing clearinghouse. They're not going to show up with a check. <laughs> Get to put forth effort. We'll be right back for more Money Making Conversation. This is Rashawn McDonald. Now, let's return to Money Making Conversations Live with Rashawn McDonald. If you have questions or comments, call 404-880-9255. Welcome back to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. She stated that number very clearly, 404-880-9255. I, I stated earlier that one of the reasons Jane, Dana is on the show today is that she's going to be coming to the HBCU College Day event that's on the campus of Clark Atlanta University this Saturday. And let's talk about that a little bit because it's important to weave everything together. I'm going to have military recruiters, 
from the Air Force, the Air National Guard, Air Force Reserve, ROTC, and Space Force. Going to have corporate recruiters from Morgan Stanley, Coca-Cola Bottling Company United, UPS, and the Aspire Group. And then the big one, HBCUs on campus of Clark Atlanta University will be Alabama State University, uh, Bishop State Community College, Shelton State. Uh, we're going to have, as well as St. Augustine, we're going to have a uh, we're going to have Clark will be here. Of course, Morris Brown will be here. Morris will be here. Bennett College will be here. Shaw will be here. And Payne College will be here. So with that being said, that's a reason for Thurgood Marshall College Fund to be here because your scholarships are only for HBCUs. Am I correct? Some. Okay. But even when we talk about wraparound services, our mm-hmm. visa program. Okay. Um, you don't have to go to an HBCU or a PBI, predominantly black institution. Mm-hmm. Um, we offer four years of scholarship funding, um, up to $20,000 a year, mm-hmm. um, two internships, and a potential job offer. Um, that's what wraparound services looks like, what it sounds like. Um, and that's an opportunity for incoming students, first years, or if you're already in a program. I went to your website, and it just I just see sponsors, sponsor after sponsor, sponsor. It's a lot of uh, corporate 500 companies that believe in this program. But, again, it's all about getting the word out. You know, I think you, my frat brother, Terrence J., he's the brand ambassador. He is. Uh, what role does Terrence J., who came from, I believe graduated from North Carolina Central. North Carolina A&T. A&T, okay. Right. That's, which is the largest black HBCU <laughs> in the country. And it also graduates more black engineers than any HBCU or any predominantly white institution is North Carolina A&T. So if you're interested in engineering, consider that school. If you're interested in nursing, consider Winston-Salem State University. But then it's about education. So you get these people like me, mouthpieces out there to tell your brand. Let's talk a little bit about you, a little history about you. Because like you said, it gave you the tools. Then you went into the corporate world. Right. Okay. Talk about that journey because New York City, too. But you were born in New York City, but you were raised in Atlanta, Georgia, correct? Absolutely. Look at you. You did do your homework. I did my homework. I tried to become in this room. I got to act like I know something. But you went back to the Big Apple. I did. Which is a very busy, very crowded, very pushy environment if you're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. What made you excel in that environment? I did have family there, so I had a support system. Um, but I think what you learn at an HBCU, specifically what I learned at Clark Atlanta University, you have hustle, grind, and grit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how to make things happen. You know how to make a way when there isn't a way. When normal people don't mm-hmm. see a way, you put things together. You know how to make the connections. Um, you build a community where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and you find mentors. Um, that's what you learn at an HBCU. Is specifically what I learned at Clark Atlanta University. And it's what helped me. Uh, be successful in New York. You know, when I, um, in 2020, you know, we had that racial uh, awakening, especially mm-hmm. with the George Floyd tragedy, tragedy, tragedy. And then uh, all of a sudden, HBCU started receiving these corporate donations mm-hmm. led by Mackenzie mm-hmm. Scott, mm-hmm. who we believe delivered like $4.1 billion in donations to various HBCUs across this country. But you know what annoyed me? Nobody did a story as to why these HBCUs were getting these donations. And when I say that, it's about the academics that HBCUs keep pushing out there. You know, 50% of the black teachers 
in public schools are from HBCUs. You know, seventy mm-hmm. percent of the lawyers mm-hmm. are from black are from HBCUs. These are numbers are just a fact, and a lot of these numbers can be found on the website if you want to back them up. If you want to learn more about the value of HBCUs, I guess I I, I talk about it a lot, and I didn't graduate from one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I enrolled into my freshman year in Southern University in Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and it, and just got homesick and went back mm-hmm. and was and, and got a job as a forklift driver. <laughs> so you know, my aspirations weren't very high by myself. <laughs> okay, he was in college, then he went and got a job as a forklift driver. Okay, where was this going for you? <laughs> it was about leadership. It's about mentorship, and I think that that's what I hear the most when I talk to people who graduate or go to HBCUs is the family environment, the mentorship. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Absolutely. Um, I think. When you're at an HBCU, it's not just reaching up, you're reaching back. Um, so each one pulls one up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also have your class that you come in with and you're supporting one another so that once you start to go out into the workforce globally and compete, mm-hmm. you have a sisterhood or a brotherhood from that HBCU. I mean, of course, we're both in Greek organizations, so naturally we have that bond, but it goes even beyond that when you think about an HBCU. Bring the Q-Dog out of me. Come on now, Dana. Don't do me like that. I'm rocking in the chair. I'm rocking in the chair. Well, you know, the fun thing about the relationships, that's what we're yes, talking about. If yes. you want to join us on this conversation, it's 404-880-9255. It's 404-880-9255. Um, when you had to make a college decision, like I told you, I went to Southern mm-hmm. and enrolled, was in freshman orientation, and then I bailed out, went back to my hometown of Houston, Texas, got me a job mm-hmm. as a, you know, a forklift driver. Mm-hmm. And I probably would have stayed a forklift driver, but I didn't really, I really wasn't that talented because I dropped a box on a guy's hand and broke his hand. <laughs> the guy called me and said, this is not for you. He fired me. So that ended my career as a forklift driver. So I stumbled around and eventually made it back into college that fall. Uh-huh. And then like so seven years later, I eventually graduated with a degree in mathematics and minor sociology, as I stated earlier. But you, you seem like you knew what you wanted to do. Is that true? Or I'm just looking at a person who, who just, I'm, I'm just looking, you ooze confidence, you know, you ooze success, you ooze a sense of balance. What were you like at a, as a 17, 18 year old person trying to make a decision about her life? Oh, great question. Um, 17, 18, high school senior. Um, I knew I was going to college. It was just embedded in me. My family said, you are going. What I wanted to do, I didn't know necessarily, but I knew what I liked. Yes, and ma'am. I liked math. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked numbers. So finance was it. Um, very limited. I uh, didn't do a lot of reading in high school, so I didn't have exposure to a lot of different careers. Um, finished my um, undergraduate experience at Georgia State University. Worked all over the place. Mm-hmm. I was at an insurance company and, to your point, just a bank and just trying to find my way. And I had a friend that was in business school, and she introduced me to brand marketing. Right. And I'm a natural storyteller. That's one of my passions, writing, telling you can stories. Talk. You can talk. You got that skill. I can see that. <laughs> so then I start writing brand stories. Um, and that's where I was really passionate. Um, getting consumers to fall in love with my brands, the brands that I was managing, the brands that I was promoting, or the brands that I was developing. Um, so once I got to business school, I found my niche. I was extremely excited and you know, thrilled to wake up and do what I was doing, where I didn't have that feeling in undergrad. I was like partying. I had a really good time Mm -hmm. in undergrad, but I wasn't focused. 
Um, so I needed that time to find myself and to experience the things that I didn't want to do so that when I landed where I was supposed to be, it felt natural and was very organic. Then with that saying, why did a sorority play a role in your life? Oh, wow. I had so many wonderful big sisters through mm-hmm. the process, not just pledging when you say big sisters, but people who became family and guided me, exposed, um, mentored me to your mm-hmm. point. And then that give back where you're doing the community service and you're learning more about yourself, how much you have to give and learning to stretch yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's always been a phenomenal experience being part of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Kiwi! <laughs> Throw out a little memory there. That was a good partying moment back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Now, with the Thurgood Marshall College Fund, I, I'm I'm listening to the radio show. I'm a parent or influencer or a coach or a teacher. How do we go through the process? Can you walk through some very simple steps? Because we talk about it's available on the website. Sure. TMCF.org. Right. And that's you, TMCF.org. But you go there. It's a lot going on. We got the about, you got the home, you got the scholarships, you got the students. I, I, I can see it right now, that little navigation right at the top. How do I walk through the valley of confusion so I can successfully get my my daughter or my son or my or my somebody I'm mentoring in this direction of being able to get these benefits? Do you have to be a super student? That's a very good question. So on average, your GPA should be a 3.0. That's good. Um, but you need to be ready to compete on paper. Mm-hmm. You know, have an essay that you vetted that's rich with information that sells you, mm-hmm. that pitches you, the best of you, and mm-hmm. your intentions and ambitions. Well, it was a, it was a funny part about uh, Miss Horton, who's the CMO. She was saying that a lot of applications, people kind of like duct tape <laughs> their copy, the, the copy, the paragraph, the essay that they had on another, and bring it over there, not putting any effort into it. You laugh because obviously that's the truth. People are just duct taping essays from it one is, scholarship application to the next. You change one line or two lines, and you say think that this will work, um, but not necessarily so. Uh, You need to put thought in it. You need to put energy. You need to make sure that you're positioning yourself for the win because they are very competitive. As I said, we had 10,000 students to apply. So so you sit up there trying to determine your life and you just duct taping the essay on top of something else thinking that's how you go. Because if you do it now, it's going to happen later on when you – trying to move forward in life. That's what's about effort and about making sure that that effort leads off into something more successful. Or another common mistake, you wait until the night before and then you look at the components of the application and you need two references. Right. And it's the night before. Right. The application isn't complete without those references. So let me back up. So we're going to the website. What do I click first? Oh my goodness. Scholarships. 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 You're looking for scholarships? Click scholarships. Click scholarships. I'm, I'm trying to help these folks out now. You know, they, they get on the website. They they old just like me. I'm just, see, I, I look like I got it going on, but I get on those websites, the phone, my phone. People keep telling me why I have an iPhone. I say, hey, don't worry. I'm about to buy a new flip phone. I'm about to, I'm trying to step back fancy. That's all I'm trying to see. With your career, you went to Clark Atlanta University. I'm over here just trying to make it happen for myself. So you sit on a lot of councils. You know, that you sat on the Girls Incorporated Great Atlanta Board where, you know, you commit to development of strong, bold, and smart girls in underserved communities. I have a, I have a daughter, oh. and uh, and so girl dad, absolutely. You better believe it. You better believe it. she's uh, she's learning taekwondo now. Oh she, wow! She has the orange belt. She's, nice. And so, 
but young girls, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's been a, a major shift, you know, and and I say this because when I when I grew up under BET, you know, BET, mm-hmm. you know, all the girls was shaking and shaking it, and and then all of a sudden we see now where we, we we see the pro thought process of being able to deliver an opportunity for black women to see more than themselves than their physicality, mm-hmm. and that's what you represent. You represent the growth of a person who can win big at another level because you've shown that education, not only education at an HBCU, but education in life allows you to be more than what people expect of you from a physical role. Talk about that. Thank you. I love it because a lot of people think that HBCUs, um, students from HBCUs can't compete. And that's the question. Like, Mm -hmm. are you competitive? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Again, you know that it's not just who you know. Right. Uh, You know that it's what you know. Right. Um, you're not relying on any lineage, your first generation, mm-hmm. you're hungry, you're ambitious, mm-hmm. and you have a community behind you. Wow. Um, the other piece, I mean, look at what's happening in sports with Deion Sanders. Yes. Well, you know, like, the thing about it is that when I look at anybody black today, you know, the possible is possible. And um, we got Josie on the call from Atlanta. We're going to pick her up right after the break. When we come back, don't go nowhere, Josie. We're going to be right back. Got Dana Brown in here. She's doing her thing. She's the assistant vice president of marketing for the Third Grade Marshall College Fund. If you have any questions, please call us 404-880-9255. Josie from Atlanta will be picking that phone call with you when we come right back. We'll be right back with more money-making conversations live with Rashawn McDonald. Now, let's return to Money Making Conversations Live with Rashawn McDonald. If you have questions or comments, call 404-880-9255. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. She's in studio, Dana Brown, over her 20-year career. She received multiple awards and honors for leadership and significant contributions. Her motivation remains building teams, creating points of disruption and innovative solutions that surpass customer and consumer expectation. Well, she's on the show to take a question from uh, Josie in Atlanta, from Atlanta. How you doing, Josie? I'm doing fine. I'm blessed and well. Thank you. What was your question? Uh, Dana's on the call here. Hi, Josie. Okay. Hi, how you doing? Um, I'd like to say, Rashawn, I really enjoy your show. I listen to it every week. But, um, Miss Dana, what I wanted to ask you, my granddaughter went to HBC school. Um, part of her scholarship due to COVID, they decreased her, her money. But anyway, she stayed out because of COVID. But right now, she, she knows how to make wigs. She does eyelashes. She does teeth whitening. I mean, she's really... Now, you say your daughter knows how to do teeth whitening and hair? She went to um, an HBCU for a year and a half. Okay. With COVID, she had to drop out. Right. And so, what I wanted to know is that with this the program Saturday... I would really like to bring her down there to talk with someone to see if she can get another scholarship and she can finish doing her passion. She got a music scholarship because she has a beautiful voice, but she wants to do more than that. Right. Yeah, so absolutely. Bring her down. We'll be, we have a tent and we'll be looking for you. We got a lot going on here. Now she can whiten teeth. She can do hair. She can sing. I want to meet you. I want to meet you. I want to meet her. You know, I I, I manage people. She's I, I manage people for a living now. I might need to meet her. She might be the second big one for me. I I, I got Steve Harvey on the rock first base. I got Stephen A. Smith. She's very very uh. She's very very talented. What I mean, does she want to do? 
Yeah, I'm just ask you, Dana, about to take over my show. See, that's what you can let AKAs come in your booth. Her mother has her own business, and she goes and uses her mother's shop to right. do the teeth whitening. But her mom has her own business in Buckhead. Well, I tell you what, that that is why HBCU College Day was put together. Come down at ten o'clock. Not only will Dana Brown be there with the third grade Marshall College Fund, but like I said, there'll be other. Uh, HBCUs there, of course, Clark Atlanta University, who I thank and really feel blessed that they allowed us to come on this campus and bring 12, 11 other HBCUs on campus. But also UPS will be there, Morgan Morgan Stanley will be there, Coca-Cola Bottles United will be there. We'll have, a, I'll be giving out free Dastani water and all that good stuff because it'll be warm out there. If it's warm, you can have free water to drink. But more importantly, wear your mask. We have hand sanitizers. Yeah. It'll be social distancing. And I'm going to tell you this, Ashley, we've been in Winston-Salem uh, this past weekend. We was in Montgomery, Alabama, at Alabama State University. And it was just a blessing to see everybody wearing their masks. It was no, it was nobody challenging the format. Everybody knows there's a COVID. Everybody knows that they're there to be safe. They recognize the ability to move forward with no, with no disruption. Okay, so it's a, it's a safe environment to come in, and you know we're gonna have the the uh, the marching band's gonna be there doing auditions. The Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> are gonna be there doing a demonstration. Wow. Uh, it's got, I'm be hosting. I'll be I'll be on stage now. I'll be hosting now. Right. I don't know if that's good Thank news for, for some people. Call. I appreciate it. Appreciate you calling the show again, okay? Anybody else want to call? Please Bye-bye. call 404-880-9255. 404-880-9255. Let's get back to you, Ms. DB. Let's Dana do Brown. it. Let's do it. What do you recommend for people to do when you when you when you look at the world that you control? You know, you 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 uh like I say I first met you when the Hennessy fellows. Mm-hmm. Through Stephen A. Smith, kind of met you inadvertently. Like I say, our lives have been really interesting because I kind of passed you in the hallway at Colgate with Steve Harvey. Right. And then I represented Stephen A. Smith. I kind of talked to you when he was doing a speaking engagement. And now I'm interviewing you on the show about the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Full circle. So, but I, the thing I love about when I was listening to Miss Horton talk in Winston-Salem, the wraparound services, when you go scholarship, internship, job. Right. How? Talk to me. That sounds so simple, but I know it took a lot of work to be able to put a program like that in place and also create the business relationships to be able to have it as as, as a campaign, as a, uh, a system in place that you can trust and you can say it in public because it's true. Absolutely. The interesting thing is we have a lot of those programs. Mm -hmm. Um, Apple, you have Apple Scholars, um, where our students are getting scholarship dollars, internship opportunities, and full placement opportunities. Um, As you mentioned, I managed the uh, Hennessy Fellows Program, and that was for graduate students. So we're looking and targeting high school students, Mm -hmm. juniors, seniors, to help Mm -hmm. you get into college while you're in college Mm -hmm. to help you get through college for undergrad students. And then even in graduate school, we have programs where there was an opportunity that the Hennessy team saw to unlock the C-suite. There wasn't a lot of diversity at the C-suite level, so let's train 10 gifted, talented students C-suite. What is that? CEO, CMO, CFO. The C, because you know you hear that a lot. COO. Now I could have said, well, Rushan, I do know that, but they, it gets thrown out in the interview. It gets thrown out in print, but it never. My whole thing is that 
there's so much information that's being, especially in the technology that we have digital apps and everything. And that sweet, you know, first it was the glass ceiling. Okay. Right. That was, that was the original term, you know, mm-hmm. breaking the glass ceiling. Now the term is C-suite. Right. Unlocking the C-suite. And so in order to do that, you have to have relationships. Absolutely. That is what a lot of people don't understand. I am only on this radio show because of relationships that I've met and have and, and created over the years. In other words, let's let's put it in this perspective. Okay, you didn't know me at Colgate. What if I'd have went there and you heard that you know, Steve Harvey was a jerk and the guy with him was a double jerk? <laughs> you know, then that would that would that would permeate to Across the hallways of Colgate, sure. we were working with a black agency, ad agency called Uniworld. Mm-hmm. It had permeated back to them, and that relationship would have been destroyed. But because we didn't do that, we were positive, we were proactive, and understand the value of relationship. It allows us to carry a stronger reputation. And a lot of people don't understand how reputations can be made and broken by what you say and do around people. Talk about that. You were building your brand. Mm-hmm. There we right? go. You mm-hmm. established a value mm-hmm. for who you are, what you had to contribute, and then it became legacy. Mm-hmm. People knew the value attached to the name. They knew what they were getting, the type of product, the type of service. Um, you built a brand for yourself. Now, when you talk about brands, I remember, because you're kind of coming into my little world here, because I I didn't go into marketing. Mm-hmm. I studied at IBM. I, I, I did my undergraduate two and a half years with IBM, two and a half years as a full-time employee. My degree is in math. But I always, I always understood, when I saw Steve Harvey, when I started managing him in 2000, there was a philosophy in my head, why can't I treat him like a business? Why can't I treat mm-hmm. him like the company? Why can't I have the same standards for him that... IBM would have. Right. And so that's when the whole process of being a brand kind of kind of transferred for me from a corporate structure to an individual. I remember when I was uh, I got honored as a like a manager of the year Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And I remember William Shatner was I'd never met his manager was being honored at the same time. He said he said he said they got Rashawn McDonald changed the game, mm-hmm. you know, because he said he figured it out. He, he he kind of figured it out for us all that that an individual can actually have the same values that a company. And that's where the word brand comes into play now because of the fact that you should have the same standards of excellence that a corporation has, which means that you should have to be responsible for your product. And guess what? Your product is you. And that's why it's really, really important that we hear all these things. And we win in a big way. Isn't that correct? It is, and it's positioning yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. How do you position yourself? What do you want people to think about, associate, associate with you? Um, because that's what's going to allow you to extend your brand. That's what's mm-hmm. going to take Steve Harvey from stand-up to sitcom to radio show to Family Feud host, right? Yes, yes. And I know that for a fact. <laughs> and in closing, my friend Dana Brown. We're going to be there Saturday. We're going to see you at the HBCU College Day on Clark Atlanta, Clark Atlanta University campus from 10 a.m. Would you be there on time? Because because <laughs> yes. yes. Miss Horton went on time. We just wanted she because she was waiting on her her, her signage and her sure. packaging. So I would, I'm gonna give her a hard time for that because she will be on the show next month because she's fantastic. She's the CMO of the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. But again, thank you for coming on my show. 
Thank you for being a part of something I feel is very special and building a brand that I think will make a difference in all our lives. You're a graduate of Clark Atlanta University. Any parting words? You know, you got the, you got the sorrows out there. You got your alumni out there. You, I'm going to see you on Saturday. I know Ashley is going to bring that multi-talented daughter over there who can do weak teeth whitening. She can do uh, she can sing and she can do hair. I don't know who I'm going to meet, but she's going to be special because I got to sign her up. <laughs> I just say thank you so much for having me. I look forward to meeting everyone on Saturday. Saturday. And again, if you don't remember anything else, go to tmcf.org. Cool. Thank you. Fantastic. And thank you for coming on my show, Dana Brown. Thank you. And see you Saturday. Yes, sir. My next guest, the Hall of Globetrotters. Come back next with Sonny Hickman. She's the Vice President of Marketing and Sales for the incredible Harlem Globetrotters. Be right back. We'll be right back with more money-making conversations live with Rashawn McDonald. Now, let's return to Money-Making Conversations Live with Rashawn McDonald. If you have questions or comments, call 404-880-9255. Welcome back. My name is Rashawn McDonald, as she stated earlier. My next guest, she's one of my favorite people I had on my other national syndicated platform is Sunny Hickman. She's the vice president of marketing and sales for the Harlem Globetrotters. The world famous Harlem Globetrotters have showcased their iconic talents in 124 countries and territories on six continents since their founding in 1926. Sunny Hickman is the creative powerhouse behind the Harlem Globetrotters. In 2020, 2021, she did a relaunch. And I'll tell you something why it's really special because she's also a graduate of Clark Atlanta University. She's on the show to discuss her career, the successful brand changes to the Harlem Globetrotters, and talk about building her dream. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation again, Miss Sunny Hickman. How you doing, Sunny? I'm good, Rishon. Good. No, no, Sonny, you kind of low key now. You know, you got a low key now. You, this is not the Sunny I had on my show previously. Is it a long work day? What's happening here? Because I need, I need that energy back. You can't do me like this. I can't pull up a pillow and go to sleep on my show. I'm sitting here doing like whoop whoop. There you go. There you go. There you go. You're the Harlem Globetrotters. You know, and girl, if I do any more, you probably fire me. You know, and then hire. They said some people get fired before they get hired. That would happen if I had finished trying to do the Sweet Georgia Brown. Talk a bit about being the 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 brand of the Harlem Globetrotters, which is iconic, first of all, and the fact that you are a woman of color leading this organization. You know. Through a transition, because you always, you know, you, you know, everything can become stale. I'm not saying the brand is stale, but you always have motivational mm-hmm. techniques and brands you change and you shift. Because Harlem Globetrotters are known, known for trick shots. They're known for they've introduced women onto the team. They've they've done so many, I guess, groundbreaking things for the game of basketball in general. Yeah. What did you see that excited you by coming on board? to work with the uh, Harlem Globetrotters? Oh, wow. Rashawn, it's a dream come true. Thank you. So I've been with um, Harlem Globetrotters for a year. I just finished my rookie season. Mm -hmm. And I remember, so I've been with our parent company, Hershen Enterprises. So I've worked for the Dollywood Company and several other um, theme parks and aquariums that are part of the company. And I remember coming to our office in Atlanta and seeing the Harlem Globetrotters office. 
Beautiful. And I said it would be so dope to mm-hmm. work for the Glow Totters one mm-hmm. day. I'm just and letting everybody know. The opportunity open. It's beautiful. The office of what? the Hall of Globetrotters. You walk in there and you want to take photos. It's like a museum. Yes. It's really, it's really, it, a, is. it is really one of the. the I, 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 I had a meeting over there. That's how I knew about it. I didn't want nobody hiring me. You know, I went over there and could, you know, then I'm gonna get nosy, sonny. I'm gonna look around. You know, I'm one of them old black people. Something. You know, just walk in the building, start looking around, touching stuff. That's why they put ropes up around people for people like me. I touch stuff, and so, but you walk in there. You see the rich history and the incredible players who uh, who've been a part of this. And like I said, I went to yeah. one of your, one of your famous players went to the same college that I graduated from, University of Houston, Lewis Dunbar, and he became an mm-hmm. iconic uh, not only athlete, but then you guys were making transitions to these guys. They come to the game of the Harlem Globetrotters, and I like to make that statement because these are highly skilled professional people who have just turning their game into an entertainment factor. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, wait a minute, Rashawn. You just told me you went to the same high school as Lou Dunbar? No, college, college. So don't, don't mean high school. Ain't that old? Same college. No, 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 no college. college. Same, Univers- same high school. Same college. <laughs> University of Houston. University of Houston. Houston. That's the college I went to see. So I, I watched Lewis Dunbar. He was playing in college when I was watching him. He is a legend. I know he's a legend. Six, nine and a half. He was yes. Magic Johnson yes. before Magic Johnson. See? That's right. That's how, that's how cold he was. Now, he's what is he the coach now, right? He is one of our coaches. Absolutely. So, it's uh, again, there's just so much. Like, in the office, you can go through that history and right. meeting and working with Coach Lou, and hearing his story. Mm-hmm. So the thing that makes the Glowtrotter so special is they bring this incredible skill and right. style of basketball, but they want you to laugh and have a good time. Right. But and you, they've been doing it for decades. But you know, it's something, you're, you're representing something that's even special. The reason I say that is that, uh, you know, you're, you're a graduate of Clark Atlanta University. I had Dana Brown on earlier, the first half of the show. She's a graduate of Clark Atlanta University. It's an HBCU. is a very powerful academic institution. And when I had you on my show earlier, we talked about that. And i like to, before we go any further in the interview, I, I want you to share your experience and why HBCUs played such an important role in your success as a, as a person who, mm-hmm. who's rising into the C-suite territory. Yes, uh, forever I love Clark Atlanta University. Um, some of my very best days were on that campus. And I can't wait to get back there Saturday for the HBCU tour. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, the so thing about it is, day, mm-hmm. yeah. talk about it, what you were saying, Sonny? Um, I can't wait to get back there for the HBCU College Day on Saturday. But my time at Clark Atlanta, I was challenged. I was in Inspired. Right. I was um, really, truly lived out sort of the motto of find a way of make one that mm-hmm. just really became ingrained in me in terms of business professionally. Um, I've met so many people of color from so many different walks of life and built so many relationships that continue to drive me both professionally and personally today. Now, when I, when I talk about uh, a of being a female, being a black woman in this position, I is 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 it too much being made of that, or is it still is a path that needs to be recognized as being unique, and that more doors need to be open? 
absolutely more doors need to be open. I hear more now um, than ever people saying to me that they're inspired because they see people that look like them. They see women that look like them mm-hmm. in positions of leadership. And um, now there are a couple. And, mm-hmm. Now there are a couple of things that are special. happening with you and the and the Globetrotters. You know, it talks about black excellence on off the court, black excellence in the boardroom, and then it turns out to be what is success? Because I was asking Dana the same question about success. What is success? Because you've not only this is not your first stop. As a person who's done marketing and branding, you've done theme parks, you've done other levels of, uh, like I said, uh, transitioning to this role of, of an iconic brand because it does come with a little fear, doesn't it, Sonny? Because of the fact that it's laid out there, you've seen it, you people can tell you the theme song, like I tried to sing it, you know, those red, those <laughs> pants, that ball, this red, you know, you the curly nails sliding up the floor, the metal lock linen hook shot, you know, all that's coming in there to you. How do you not stay? How do you not, how do you stay calm? Cause you're really calm on this call now. And you're the, you, you, <laughs> you made decisions, you shifted, you rebranded What, what, what made you so bold? Or what made you the confidence to say, this is fantastic, but it needs a little push. Mm. I've been blessed with a gift. Okay. And I think in my career, um, I've had opportunities. And I believe if that door is cracked, you got to bust it open. And I think fear um, can be powerful um, and, and motivating. Just if you kind of trust and believe in one who you are so I, I was kind of thinking about like what might I share you know if whoever is listening and for me that fear is motivating because I want to make an imprint right I want to make a difference I'm only as good as the people around me so my team I want to see people develop and grow in the things that they're passionate about being able to do it I want to see families be able to spend special time together and be able to have memories that they'll be able to pass on and remember for generations. And where people can just take a break from all of the stresses and the things that you deal with on a day-to-day basis and just laugh. Right. That's an honor and a privilege. And I recognize that and try to make the most of every moment. But I'd be scared, Rushan. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I tell people that and I, I laugh because fear, I wake up, you know, I never know what happens when I walk out of the door. I, I, I'm confident. And then when you're confident, hopefully that pushes you past the fear. And then I always talk about people allow fear to stop them from making job changes, staying in relationships mm. too long. Or, uh, and that's that, that's a big deal because of the fact that the unknown is tied to fear. And if you don't mm. walk through the unknown, that's why when I read your bio and even when I talk to you now, I, I so admire you because of the fact that when people don't understand, when you take on iconic brands like the Harlem Globetrotters, where you know it's it's, it's like it's like it's like it's like going in there at Kentucky Fried Chicken trying to change the chicken recipe. You know, people. Well, you, <laughs> Did she talk about messing with the chicken recipe? What's wrong with the chicken recipe? Well, we're not changing the chicken recipe. We're going to mess with the fries. Okay, that's all she's doing. The Harlem Grove trying to stay the same. She's just messing with the fries. The fries of the Harlem Globe trying to bring. And so 
when she messes with the fries, that means she has to, she's marketing and branding it, and she's re-imaging the tours and things like that. And let's talk about that whole re-imaging because people around here they'll they'll jump to conclusions like you know the ball gonna be white, you know, and then the, you know all those different things. But you're not changing anything. Oh no, you have changed anything. You just re-imaged some things and then looked at it from a different perspective coming out of the COVID situation and going back into live audiences. Correct. That is absolutely right. And something that you said really um, reminded me of something, Ruthann. And one of my kind of hashtags, I talk in hashtags often, and Mm -hmm. one of them is being trusting and open. Mm -hmm. And for the Globetrotters, I've kind of stepped in this role of being trusting to the path that's being set before me and being open to um, what is intended for this brand. So these players... Um, you're right. They're trusting me to provide them with a pathway to touch and reach people. Right? They give so much of themselves. I mean, they're touring and they're playing games, you know, mm-hmm. 200 plus games a year, and then they sign every autograph. Wow! Now they spend the ball. They work on their skills. So I'm being trusted to mm-hmm. allow them to touch lives. And that's really what this reimagination is about, of ensuring that they continue to shape youth and young people and inspire others for generations to come. Wow. Now, this Saturday, uh, the, the Harlem Globetrotters will be, that will be interviewed to be on stage doing some small demonstrations. When I asked, you know, I just emailed somebody. I said, Sonny, can the Harlem Globetrotters come down? I didn't know what you going to say. And then next to you know, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. Why was it important for you to commit to being a part of the uh, HBCU College Day that's on Clark Atlanta University campus this Saturday at 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. When I asked, all I did was ask. There was no offer for any money. I was just saying, could all the Globetrotters come down and hang out? And you said yes. Why? Oh, man, those are my young brothers and sisters <laughs> there on that campus. <laughs> and I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I wouldn't be the person that I am today doing what I love and everyone doesn't have a chance to do that had it not been for Clark Atlanta University. Well, my friend, um, it just means so much. Well, my friend, I'm, I'm so glad you said yes, because it means a lot to me because of the fact that, you know, we, we, we're going to be there. You know, we're going to have uh, corporate recruiters there. Like I said, we're going to have military recruiters there. And most importantly, we're going to have HBCU recruiters. And most importantly, we're going to have the Harlem Globetrotters there. You know, and I'm not going to, I'm going to tell you something, I'm going to stay in my lane because I'm a, one of them old hoopers, you know, that think I can rotate the ball on my finger and go between my legs. I'm going to sit my old behind right there. <laughs> And let these talented people who are gifted do their thing. And I'm going to interview and just have a good time. But again, if you want to change your life, you want your child to have an opportunity to be special, please come down there this Saturday. We'll be there on the campus of Clark Atlanta University, HBCU College Day Tour. Harlem Clothes Charles will be there Sunday. Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me, Rutan. See you Saturday. Bye-bye. Dana Brown. Bye-bye, Bye. girl. Thank you. And we'll be here next week with more Money Making Conversations. Big Tuesday. Rashawn will be back. 6 p.m. 
thank you for joining us for this edition of Money Making Conversations Live on WCLK. Money Making Conversations Live with Rushan McDonald is produced by 3815 Media Incorporated in conjunction with WCLK. The executive producers for 3815 Media Incorporated are Adele Henderson and Samantha Taylor. And the producer for WCLK is Jami Wellman. Join Money Making Conversations every big Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. More information about 3815 Media Incorporated is available at 3815media.com. And always remember to lead with your gifts.